Well, good evening and welcome to Webinar Wednesday. Um, it's a privilege to have Maggie back. The last time we were chatting, we ended up chatting for a good 50 sessions. I promise you we won't keep you that long this evening, but uh, <laughs> great to see you, Maggie. How, how have you been doing? How's, how's things been with you uh, since we last spoke? Because I guess everybody's wanted to know that. <laughs> pretty good. On the one hand, pretty good for personally. The other, I think, Steve, it's such exciting times. And, you know, who could have predicted where we would be now and at the beginning of another year? And, you know, irrespective. Just, just lots of unexpected things going on that, that uh, you can get your teeth into. Yeah, we've talked offline, haven't we, about what's been happening in your church, and I've been sharing with you what's happening in Sedgley, and it seems to be reciprocated all across the country, where people are truly preaching Jesus. That uh, there are new faces, there's an excitement, and there's people that we never thought would ever come to church in a million years that are turning up at our doorsteps, and it's, it's, uh, it's as you say, very exciting times. Yes. I had a lady here last night uh, who's just a neighbour and uh, we've become friends. She hasn't received Jesus yet, but her, her hunger for spiritual things. And she said to me herself, she said, I'm really excited because I think we're in a new age where people are becoming more spiritual. And I thought, you know, how exciting is that for somebody like her in her position to see that? And um, so, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to get there with uh, bringing her to to focus on Jesus rather than anything. Absolutely. And the focus on Jesus is the key part, isn't it, I guess, for, for us. Of and one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about, and it's been on my mind for a long time, is some of the parables of Jesus. When I was at Sunday school, people used to tell me there were simple stories to make truth really simple. <laughs> uh, now I've become older and more mature. I realise there's a lot more depth to some of these stories that Jesus told. And yes. we talk about new people coming and receiving the gospel. And Jesus tells this wonderful parable from an agricultural viewpoint, doesn't he, about yes. uh, a farmer going out to sow his seed and where that seed actually falls. And um, so let's have a little bit of a chat about that. Obviously, you know, from our perspective, there's nothing ever wrong with the seed. When you preach Jesus, um, it's an amazing thing what happens to people, isn't it? It is. Um, I mean, the, the, the power that actually um, the, the God says gives us life. Of course, we know it's getting through salvation through believing in Jesus. But when I, as Jesus himself said, it's, it's the word of God, every word that comes out of the mouth of God that gives me life. And Jesus is an embodiment of that, isn't it? So everything he says and everything he is, how I respond to him will be the measure of, of what kind of life I can get. And, uh, and I believe the parable of the sower is like that. The seed has the capacity to do so much in me, to bring God's life into me and to make me full of his life and to change me. Um, you know, just as when you're planting seeds in the ground and mm. all kinds of stuff can come from it. It, it is the, the seed, the life's in the seed, in, in Jesus himself and everything he says. Yeah, obviously, obviously the seed's imperative. Without the seed, we have no harvest, no growth. Mm -hmm. But every farmer knows um, you've got to sow that seed into, into good soil, doesn't he? You know, I mean, I hate gardening, Maggie, I have to say, you know, <laughs> I've killed every single plant we've ever had in our house. It's not one of the things that I'm kind of, but, you know, I, I know this for sure. You know, if you put a good seed in good ground, it, it produces uh, a good crop. Uh, but Jesus doesn't start there, does he? He starts with some seed that actually 
falls on the path. Yes, yeah. And, and of course, if you've just got a path, you've got a hard place and there's nowhere for the seed to go. Usually there are some unusual uh, plants you see in some places that grow with hardly any. But if there's no soil, if it's in a hard place, then uh, nothing much is going to happen to that um, seed. It will just either get blown away by the wind or like in this story, it says the birds came and, and take, took it away. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because, you know, Jesus knew when people were listening to him. And, you know, now when people are listening, you probably have this on, in your own church building, Steve, on a Sunday yeah. morning. People can be coming with all sorts of from all sorts of perspectives and all sorts of stuff going on in their lives. Some have come very curious, some have come excited, but, but some might have been brought along by somebody or they've come because it's some occasion. And, or you can talk to people, I can talk to friends and neighbors and have one reaction from somebody and from another person, then not ready, not interested. There's like a hardness about them. And God doesn't push when, where there's a hardness and for the moment, God, God can leave that. We have a choice sometimes to get into a different sort of category, but while I'm still hard and dismissive and I don't need that or whatever, then nothing much is gonna happen. Yeah. And if you've got people like that in your life that you're trying to sow seed into and they are hard and resistant. Yeah. The only thing we can do, but it's all that we can do, not something that we should do, is really just to pray that, that for a softening of their hearts, isn't it, really? You know, we yes. were on our prayer meeting the other night and somebody brought a, a scripture uh, about when Samuel was talking to uh, Saul. And it says when, when he turned away that God changed his heart. And I think, you know, that's what sometimes we need to pray for people, that God would just tenderize their heart, that the soil of their soul might become ready to receive. Yes. And one of the things I found myself praying recently, Steve, you know, I, I've been sharing with some of my neighbours and getting really friendly with some of my neighbours through COVID. And that's been very exciting in itself. And I find that some of these neighbours who are still in that hard place they're the ones who want to spend the most time with you yep. and so I found myself I said to God what do I do then you know and I felt God keep saying keep loving them and ask me to show you where the cracks are yep. like in the hard ground so that my love can start to get in and and I pray about the cracks and I look for those cracks and ask God to show me how to speak into that as well and, and I've seen stuff happen from that yeah, obviously he goes on to talk about further sort of ground and the, the, ne the next ground is really that is, is a rocky place where and the scripture says that you know they received the word with gladness mm. you know as you said to me earlier you know I, I don't believe that's somebody that's not received christ i believe that you know there are people that come to our church and receive christ with gladness um but because they're, they're not dealt with underlying issues they find it very difficult to put roots down and that's that stops their growth doesn't it that's right. Yes. And I think that's why I think it's important for us if it's if it's myself, I think it's important for me to to see where okay, whether or ask God where those blockages are, why I'm reacting, you know, like I, I, I was chatting to a, a lady the other night and she's been a Christian for a while and somebody in her family has got very sick recently and she starts questioning the word of God. And, you know, it says, I'm, I'm questioning my beliefs. And I, I wanted to say to her, talk, talk to him about it. Don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Go to him with it. Um, but I think sometimes, Steve, it's because, you know, we've, we've got 
and, and I find a lot of people now coming into our church, they've got their own pain, they've got their own, they've had a lot of darkness in the background, they've had a lot of brokenness in the background. And so, you know, they can be really excited to start with, but, but because those things haven't been dealt with. And so I would say we have a responsibility in the church family to look out for folks like that so that we can help them to break up that ground. Sometimes they need prayer for pastors, that kind of thing. Sometimes they need some loving. Well, of course, they always need some loving, but that will help to soften them and get them ready so that there's no blocks in the way when the hard stuff comes. Yeah, they need to be rooted, don't they? And I think, yes. you know, we've, we've all seen people and they've, they've blown hot and cold. And when you see people blown hot and cold, it really just suggests to you that, you know, there's some underlying issues, you know, that yes. one did it absolutely over the moon and Jesus is the best thing since sliced bread. And then yes. you don't see him for three weeks because something's happened in their lives. And, you know, we need to deal with that and, and, and get to terms with, you know, what is it that you need to clear out that yes. spiritual might flow? Yeah. yeah. And I would say, you know, um, mentoring people we found in our church family that rather than inviting people and always to a bible study in a group it's not right for everybody but if they've got a buddy uh and sometimes they you know sometimes they even talk about bible on the phone if they can't get together yeah. but somebody you can go to and ask and say i don't know what's going on here or somebody that you can spot as the sort of more mature christian and say you know uh let's let's have a look at this and, and see how you can help them and pray with them, read the word of God together with them, unpack stuff. Yeah. Um, that, I think that's crucial. Absolutely crucial. And obviously the story unfolds even further and then he talks about seed that has been sown and, and, and then, then sort of things come in and choke the spiritual life. And he, he talks about the cares of this world. And I guess we've all been at that point in, sometimes in our walk with God where circumstances have overtaken us, situations, maybe family, finance, mm -hmm. health even, that have, have almost stopped us growing in God, really, and started to choke some of the spiritual strength out of us. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, um, for all of us, Steve, I think at any stage of, of, our, of our relationship with God, you know, the enemy knows what lies to come and, and bring in, doesn't he? And, and to get us to see things out of perspective. Mm. And so, when you know, when it does get tough, uh, sometimes again we, we can listen to the light instead of bringing the tough stuff um, to God and finding God's way through with, with those things because I think sometimes you know I mean obviously the Bible's got something to say about all of our situations hasn't it you know the hard things a breakup of relationships sickness fear money worries sex it's got something to say about all those things yeah and, you know, I, I always encourage people at every stage in their walk, rather, again, rather than separating those things out, you know, but the, God says, I want you to bring everything to me. I want you to pour stuff out to me. I want you to talk to me about everything. I do not want you to get overwhelmed with anxiety. Now, I know it's easier said than done. And again, I, I, I do think this getting alongside people and spotting what's going on in the church family and and really providing a support so that because sometimes I find Steve that it's so easy to get somebody back into perspective do you know what I mean mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to say a word or just a bit of encouragement and it's almost like this, the Holy Spirit breaks everything open and the fog clears mm -hmm. the circumstances haven't changed but the way that person's seen it is different Absolutely. now Absolutely. and and I need that too you need that I need that at times 
And um, so again, I think that really, that can help to walk with somebody. And, um, and as, as we're looking at what God's got to say about that situation and to, to just find that perspective together can be really good. Yeah, and I mean, we've all been through dark days. I mean, I was talking to one of our guys recently. He was, he was struggling a little bit with his faith over different things that happened. But I went out to explain to him, just because I'm the pastor and I smile all the time, doesn't mean to say that I've not been through the, those dark times of my soul, as I call them, you know. Uh, and there's a phrase that I've often heard preached recently, is, you know, that, that you know, fear uh, tolerated is faith contaminated. And sometimes we, we just get fearful, don't we? which yes. is our faith away and you know we need to remain in faith if we're going to grow yes and and i think you know again this this being real with each other um it's not that we're going to tell all of our you know innermost things to everybody that's that's not how god works generally and it wouldn't be that helpful to us but i think god if we if we're open and willing god can put us alongside people and sometimes the very circumstance that they need to hear about, the very thing you struggled with, is what they need to hear about. So I think we need to be, uh, you know, quite wise and, and open about that and looking out for and encouraging our people to look out for one another in those ways and to be real with one another. Absolutely. And not, but not to stop at, you know, oh, I've been going through a bad time and this, we, that we, it's easy to stop there, but to say what God did and how, how God's helped us or how God's words helped us and to, to stand with that person, pray for that person, show the, what the word of God has to say about those, those things. Mm. Um, I think that's, that's part of discipling each other, isn't it? And growing together as the body. Absolutely, and that's been the key, one of the key things I've been trying to teach our church around discipleship really is that, you know, we used to be very program driven. Uh, mm. Programs will only take you so far because they don't mm. actually catch all people, do they? You know, no. programs can be quite effective, but then, there's nothing like sitting down with somebody that's been where you are and mm. sharing your heart and for them to say, look, I was where you were, but I've come through the other end, you know, and there was some pain and there was some heartache, mm. but this is what God taught me and this is how God intervened in my story. Uh, and that's really, really important. And I think we all need people in our lives like that. And so church should be a real support mechanism rather than just full of programs. Yes, yes. And of course, in one sense, Programs are easier, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? I'll come to something on a Wednesday evening for an hour, you know, and I can get sorted out. It can can be our sort of mentality or I, or we do a course on this, you know, I go to a lunchtime small group and, and we're going through a, a Bible book and stuff. But it takes longer to get into relationship with somebody and to walk with them and it's a commitment. But I think that is the whole spirit of what church was meant to be about, isn't it? To be like a big family that supports one another. I know what, what, what one of the things I learned, Steve, in Hong Kong, you know, living with a bunch of, of recovering addicts, the, the thing that made them grow most, of course, we had lovely worship, we did lots of Bible, all that kind of thing, but was actually walking together and supporting one another and being there for one another and being able to cry together, being able to laugh, being able to do daft stuff. And... Um, that's that's really what what got most of the guys uh, through the, the very hard places. That's funny. I've just written on my pad here. Um, most Christians want to zap. Probably what they need is a chat, which is probably true, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, yes. We all want to come to church, get somebody to lay hands on us, and everything be rosy again. 
And there's, yeah. there's times for that. There's obviously times when the Holy Spirit can encounter us and change mm -hmm. things for us. But, you know, the model that Jesus put forth in, in how he looked after those young men and taught them how to be godly and, and to lead the church uh, when he went to heaven was quite clearly out of relationship. They sat, they had meals, they talked, they debated, had a whole lot of fun together. And in it all, Jesus kind of raised these guys up to be what he wanted them to be. And I think we've lost a little bit of that in church because we've had our programmes, our meetings, uh, put a lot of emphasis on the fact if you can't come on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock that somehow you've missed the mark. Uh, whereas a half an hour's chat with, with somebody that really you really love and respect could actually change the, the whole course of your life forever, really. So Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing that COVID has reminded me, Steve, as well, is that I can use my home a lot more to do that, to do it with all sorts of people. And, you know, I, so I, I make certain times in the week. It, is, it isn't, I wouldn't say it's a programme, but, you know, I know that certain days of the week I'm going to invite people to dinner. I'm going to invite people for coffee on a certain morning. I'm looking out for the ones that I feel God's giving me to, to walk with them, to encourage them along. We can ask each other questions. We can share stuff. And, and I found that so... Not, you know, I might think, oh, I'm, I'm doing it for the other person. <laughs> but actually, it's a two-way street, you know, that I get encouraged and blessed by, by hearing what God's doing in that person's life. And that's been church together, isn't it? You know, just two or three. Mm. And, um, you know, you can talk about all sorts of stuff. We don't just talk about mm. Jesus and the word, but it relates to everything that we're talking about as well. Yeah, I've started building some relationships with some of our new people. And it just, yeah, as you say, it's an absolute two-way street because, one, they're asking me a lot of questions, but actually, um, as, as they're implementing and we're talking and they're getting more of God, it's a delight to me because it's, it's exciting me what God is doing in them. And I see afresh the grace of God and the goodness of God in, mm. in their lives, just like it was in mine, you know, and that's that's a wonderful place to be. It keeps us fresh, doesn't it, and real? Yes, absolutely, yeah. 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 So Jesus always, always really really focused on what he said so i think that was a good set of teaching by jesus i think he wanted the disciples to see actually there are going to be times when people receive it with joy and they look like they've got it but actually hang on a little bit because they might not have got it there's going to be times when people come and they're they're going to be struggling with stuff and you're going to have to deal with that and then he goes on to this final group which i suppose is where we all want to be is where we're fruitful and jesus said by your fruits that you'll you'll be known um, just to be producing a harvest for, for Christ, which is really important, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think I heard a lady say the other morning, I've heard it loads and loads of times, but it is absolutely right. And that, you know, God's word is not just information. It's not, you know, some people read the Bible. And I, I, I used to always dread these Bible studies, Steve, where people were like wanting lots of information and just knowledge for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fascinating to know you know, where the city was and the history of that city and who'd been a ruler there and this and that and the other. It's fascinating and the Greek words and all that kind of thing. And I'm not dismissing that. But, you know, God's word is about transformation, isn't it? It is about changing me. And, you know, sometimes I'll go to God's word and I want it to comfort me and I want it almost to endorse what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? And to, to give me a good blessing. And... Um, you know, I'll, I'll look at the bit in Hebrews where it says, don't just want it to, to give you milk. Don't want just the comfort and encouragement because I want to challenge you. I want to give you meat that is going to make you strong and take you through stuff and make you grow up and, and really transform you into somebody you didn't know you could be. Mm. 
And I think that's part of the excitement of the word of God that, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I've got a long way to go, but I'm amazed at where I am now compared with when I was a young Christian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's God, it's God that does it in us. And there's just, there's always such a long way to go, but it's not just about, it isn't about learning loads of stuff in my head. It's about what it does to you as a person, which is just so exciting. Yeah, I've been challenging our folks on that. And I said to them on Sunday, you know, Bible study is not a meeting. Bible study is, you know, a lifestyle really, just studying God's word. You know, we've kind of got it down to an hour and a half on a Thursday night, maybe where we've gone through the books of the Bible and, and talked about things, but you know, the, the word of God is active and it's alive and it needs applying as well. It's just not a matter of having it up here. Sometimes you no. have to drop, drop down here, don't we, to change? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. And of course, it's always, it's, you know, I always say, I, I want to read the word with the spirit of God. I want to hear the word with the spirit of God. I want to preach the word with the spirit of God. Do you, do you know what I mean? That unless I'm allowing God's spirit to bring it to life when I read it and to apply it to me. It can be just as deadly as any book, can't it? Do you, you know what I mean? It's, it's a fascinating book. But the whole idea is that, that God's word and his spirit work together in me and that, I, that I'm open and hungry and curious, um, which is, again, what Jesus is saying in all these parables, isn't he? And you can, you can respond at different levels. But his desire for us is that we're, we're always open, we're always hungry mm. um, to be eating up that word mm. and letting the, the, letting the seed do the work in us. Absolutely. Just a word of the wise to all the pastors that are listening and, and maybe you that are witnessing to people and stuff, because I think one of my biggest frustrations always has been, Maggie, is that people are just not consistent. <laughs> None of us are consistent. Mm. But, you know, when especially leading a church and it's... And, <laughs> So I want to say to you, just on, on, on obviously what Jesus has taught here is there are times when you're going to preach the word and they're just not going to get it. Mm. But don't be disheartened, preach the word anyway. You know, the Bible yes. says to preach the word yes. in season and out of season. Right. You know, yes. Keep on sowing the seed. Some will get into some good ground at some point. Yes. The other point is that you'll, you'll see people and they'll burst onto the seed and they'll get saved and they'll want to be baptised and, you know, they'll want to bring the whole of the family to church. And then after a few weeks, that kind of dies down and, and they're not what they were. Don't be disappointed with them because mm. we know that they need to sort out their root system. Yes, yes. There's yes. other people in your church that are going to be have been great stalwarts all these years, and then something comes across their path, maybe a bereavement or a, some sickness and stuff, and and you know they they're almost smothered in their faith, and we need to stand with those people and yes. help them. Yes. Uh, and, the, and the ultimate always isn't it? We need to encourage each other to to bring out fruit that will last, you know, and to yes. keep on sowing the seed. So yeah. Yeah, great words from Jesus, Maggie. Incredible. That's wisdom. That is wisdom, Steve. Yeah. It is wisdom because we can get very frustrated with people. And I have, and I think that yeah. going back to the what has the pandemic taught me? It taught me that the people I thought were on fire and going for a guarded church and the, and other people that weren't so, it's mm. almost like put in a big sieve. Uh, and then we got down to where people truly are at. And, and I like the level of honesty we're getting now. You know, yeah. the people are just coming along to church and there's a pretense. My lad's mentoring group is brutally honest. Some of the stuff they put on there, I just going to go, oh. <laughs> I'm glad they're being honest because yeah. in the honesty, we can get to get God's word. That's right. To pray and to, you know, see life's yeah. transformed, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been through all the gloss, haven't we? Where, you know, we've, oh, we've, yeah, we've had to keep, keep, keep be something that. in front of somebody and, 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 
you know, even if it washes with other people, it doesn't wash with God. God knows exactly where I'm at. So because he looks right in on our hearts, doesn't he? You can pretend all you like. Um, Mm -hmm. But that is wisdom that, you know, not to get so disillusioned with people. And maybe if you've got people in your life and they're a little bit like that at the moment, just ask yourself, well, where are they in that parable? You know, where exactly are they fitting? Uh, And then you can start to do something about it rather than getting frustrated with them, you know. Mm -hmm. And I I think sometimes, Steve, as well, even that sometimes God God, um, lets us back off people. And, you know, he didn't always push, did he? In fact, several times, you know, you've got people coming to him and asking him lots of questions. And he answers the question and he gives a challenge. And, you know, like the rich young ruler and Jesus watched him go away and he felt sad that he went away. But he didn't go chasing after him and say, hey, hey, hey. Now, you never find out whether the rich young ruler ever kind of came back to where he was stuck. Um, and you get other situations like that, don't you? And sometimes we, we have to leave people alone for a bit, leave them to God and yep, just pray for them and love yeah. them. And but not sort of badger people. Yeah. We found that as a leadership team, you know, one of the things is, you know, I, I, I used to, if people didn't come to church for two or three weeks, I'd want to chase them, chase them, chase them. Now, it depends why they've not come to church, but, yes. you know, yes. really, then we want to chase them. Of course, we do and pray for them and support them, whatever. If there's a real issue, then we need to be pastoral about it. But if people want to walk away, then that's exactly their choice. And we have yes. to leave it to the Holy Spirit, you know. You spend all your life chasing people that don't want to be there, Um well, not just a church. I mean, that, that's just obviously church is church. But I mean, walking with God, and I think that's you know that's the big thing for me. Are people walking with the Lord? Mm. Uh, and again, the pandemic's highlighted a whole lot of that. When we took church away, who actually was walking yes. with God? Who actually was attending <laughs> yes. the church? Because no. sometimes we're amazed, and I think sometimes God's trying to show us people whose hearts are open and ready for the word and ready to receive the gospel. And, and it's often the most unlikely people. <laughs> and it's, it's spotting what the now, where, where God's working in, in the now. Um, in, in, in Hong Kong, we used to have a saying in, in Chinese, some things are daxi and some things are bat daxi. And some things, you know, God's riding that wave. He's right with that person. That person is ready now. And uh, sometimes you get so busy that you miss what's actually, you know, right in front of you where there's going to be fruit very quickly and, and something God's doing. Yeah, absolutely right. It, it, God always amazes me with the people that he chooses and uses and, and brings through. Um, I was, I'll, I'll finish with this, but I was, I was only reading the scriptures last night um, about when Jesus went to Bethany. And, and that lady, obviously, she pulled, the, pulled out a perfume, the alabaster box, she broke the box. And, but he says just before that, she said, he said Jesus was in the house of Simon, and it was the New Living Translation, Simon, who used to be a leper. And yeah. the two began to roll down. He used to be like that, but his yeah. encounter with Jesus transformed his life, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I saw that as a revelation. So we probably, probably, probably already knew that, but we've always yeah. read Simon the leper. But he wasn't a leper because if it had been yeah. a leper, Jesus couldn't yeah. have gone to his house to eat. He would have been unclean. Yeah. Simon used to be a leper yeah that's wonderful yes. you know, there, there was lepers and and outcasts and publicans and sinners and he embraced mm-hmm. them all and, and and you know god help us to, to be that kind of church and that kind of absolutely people. yeah bless the lord thank you maggie for your time it's always a privilege uh, would you pray for us as we go that we would have eyes to see what god is doing in people's lives and yeah, so, yeah. so father we just thank you so much for your word we thank you that your word And Jesus, who is the word, transforms and changes us. 
And Father, I thank you for everybody who's listening right now. And I ask that wherever we are, Father, you would encourage us and show us that we actually don't need to stay where we are. Even if it's a good place, you want to keep moving us on. You want to keep building your life in us. You want to keep changing us, making us fruitful and absolutely bursting with your life. So, Father, I pray that you'd help us to see where we're at today and to respond to you and to be open and hungry for your word and for everything you've got for us. And I pray, Lord, too, that you would open our eyes, as Steve says, and open our hearts and give us discernment for the people around us and bring people along our path that you want us to encourage, stand with, walk with, mentor, so that we can see life and fruit come for them as well and have that joy, which is your gift and blessing to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on this uh, first webinar Wednesday. The essence of these Wednesday teachings is the fact that when I talk to Maggie, we talk some of the Bible and try and make it a little bit practical for you and try to be soul winners and disciples, which I think is really important. And then there's some other stuff that's going to be coming up in these next few weeks. Next week, I'll be talking to Pastor Lance Blackwood all around online safety and internet for our children, because it's key that we start to disciple this community to faith. And we have to start where they're at. And obviously, we want to hit some of the current topics of the day. So we'll be looking at online uh, stuff. We'll be looking at um, how to manage your finances. There's a lot of people in debt at the moment, a lot of people worried. All the news is about when it gets to April, we're all going to be broke. You know, not to have that fear. We don't need to fear we're believers in Jesus Christ, but we do need to be careful with our money and budget mm. rightly. Scriptures talk a lot about that. And we'll be bringing some people in from CAP to talk about that. Christians Against Poverty. Pastor Raj is going to be on talking about how we can be diverse, accept people for who they are, and yet still take a stand as Christians, and that's really important as well. Mm -hmm. So lots coming up. Uh, any key subjects you want us to address, we will be happy to do that. So thank you for joining in today. If you've got any questions, just drop us a line at info at sedgeycommunitychurch.org, info at sedgeycommunitychurch.org, or drop us a message on Facebook. We're happy to pick up your questions. Always happy to talk through what you want us to do. So God bless you. And it's been a privilege to spend some time with you, Maggie. And you have a great week and we'll see you soon.